All right, welcome to On the Sidelines. It's Molly and Lindsay, and it's just us two today. I know, it's a quiet studio. There's plenty of chairs in here, but you know what? We're going to change it up for now. We're in the midpoint of the Bengals season. I can't believe it. Eight games in, eight games left, Molly. I know. It's, I mean, this season is just flying by already. And then, of course, uh, we find out the Bengals are benching Andy Dalton. And, Lindsay, I've been calling you, like, every five minutes, every day since they announced it, asking, you know, what's going on, getting your opinion on it. And let's just talk about that. What are you, what are you thinking? What, what's on your mind with this, Lindsay? Yeah, when I first heard about it, I didn't believe it because that's one thing. You look at the Bengals' past. They don't bench quarterbacks. It doesn't matter how the season is going um, that quarterback, if he's healthy, he's playing. And we've seen that in Andy Dalton's career. He's never been benched while he's been with the Cincinnati Bengals when they drafted him in 2011. And look, there are a lot of finger pointing right now of of who to blame or who to put out there. And I get trying new things with Andy Dalton. That makes total sense. And look, we only hear from Mike Brown once a year, and that's usually before training camp starts. And he's just quiet from then on out. Not to say that conversations don't happen behind the scenes with Mike Brown and, and Zach Taylor, but I get where Zach Taylor is coming from. Um, if it his is his decision, he said it was. Uh, but but overall, the overall picture of it is it kind of happened at an odd time because they were going into bye week. They had one more practice to go before they get that break, and then they get back to work this week. And they announced that Andy Dalton was going to be benched. They were going to try something new. They're going to do Ryan Fenley, and that makes sense when the season is pretty much zero and eight on the season. You want to try different things. I think at the at the point of when it happened, it was just a little bit awkward for Andy Dalton because it was at the trade deadline just three hours before the deadline. And Andy wants to go play somewhere. Like he wants to be a starting quarterback somewhere or he will be a backup. And I feel that way with Andy Dalton. And and no matter what happens, I I feel like this is the writing on the wall of goodbye to Andy Dalton. And this is pretty much it. You do think that? I do. I do. I I think they move on from him. Um, And they're going to try an offseason trade. And there are other teams like the Bears and the Bucks who could use a guy like Andy Dalton. He's still a good quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Bengals are falling in a really weird situation. And, and weird maybe, but maybe good in the long run. Because they're going to try and see what they have in Ryan Finley. And Zach Taylor is a former quarterback coach with the Los Angeles Rams. So he does have that experience in the quarterback room. I still feel he has a really good relationship with Andy Dalton. I know Andy was kind of like, man, I'd like to know this a little bit sooner. Um, wasn't he didn't agree with it, but no starter is gonna agree to get benched. Oh yeah, he's like, not gonna be like, you know what? I get it. It's a, and how about it happened on his birthday? I mean, that I broke know. my heart. What was it? His thirty second birthday, I think. They were, you know, he's probably. How does that work, Lindsay? Does he get a phone call or does he like does coach call him into his office? Like, do you know how that works? You know, I want to say that Zach Taylor brought him t- into his office, and one thing that Zach did do is go to each position group and talk to them about it and say we were making that change. Um, the whole, whole locker room vibe was like, look. We think Andy's a great guy. We think he's a quarterback, but we also get that it's a business. And Andy Dalton's not the only guy getting looked at in a microscope right now. There are several players in different positions. Look, they're underperforming. Everybody is. There's mm-hmm. not one player out there where you're like, well, you know, one guy, Kevin Huber. He's yeah. a really good punter right <laughs> yes, now. He because is. Yeah. He's kind of had to be the MVP with field position. So credit to Kevin Huber. Maybe he deserves the statue after the 2019 season. But when you look at the overall groups, I, I think it makes sense to see what you have. But I think it makes it really interesting as you do go into the offseason and look, we have eight games left and, and a whole lot of season left to see what happens or where they position themselves. But right now, the Cincinnati Bengals, as of today, November 5th, they are in last place in the NFL, meaning that they are going to get the number one draft pick if everything keeps going this way. And it's a loaded quarterback class. So they could be moving on from Andy Dalton. Look at the dead money situation that won't cost them anything if they do move on from it or they do like an offseason trade 
and they do get a quarterback in the draft, and that's all going to be depending on who they decide to get out of Alabama, Tua, or Joe Burrow. We can get to all that later. But at the moment, I get the I get the decision. I, I don't like how it was done, and, and and by that I mean I don't like that it was done three hours before the trade deadline. Linz, let me let me ask you this: How do you feel about? Because I I've kind of been asking around and talking to people about, you know, a lot of people are saying, let's just blow out this whole season so we do get the first, you know, the best draft pick. How do you feel about that? Because I kind of feel like I I want my Bengals to win. I don't want them to, you know, throw it out just for the best draft pick. You know, it's funny you say that because I was actually reading an article before I went in here this morning. It was on the Cincinnati Inquirer, and they were talking about, hey, the Bengals are in a really good position to almost tank. And there are two sides to that. I think a lot of the fan base is like, look, we're out of it. The Ravens are really good. They're probably going to get the AFC North. The Steelers are right behind them, and the Browns are who the Browns are. They're underperforming, too, this season with only two wins on the season. But when I think you look at the overall picture from a fan and player aspect, I'll start with fans first. I get it. You're thinking of a franchise quarterback. Look, Andy Dalton's 32. Um, We don't know how many more years he has left in him. And when you look at Tom Brady, he's unreal in his jeans playing in his 40s. That's not fair. (laughs) But but, but when you look at Andy Dalton, I I think you know what you have with Andy Dalton. Some of Andy Dalton's best years was when this team had their best offensive line, and it was in 2015. And unfortunately, he ended up getting hurt. And that season was a wash when you look at that Pittsburgh Steelers playoff game Mm. that they had against them. And it was pretty much a nightmare all wrapped up in one. (laughs) So when you look at it from a fan's point of view, I totally get it. And I think they're at this point where, like, look, the season's going nowhere. Um, I would really just like to get the number one draft pick. But when it comes to players, and a lot of people are like, oh, just tank, just tank. I've been in the locker room every week since training camp. And the mindset in there is we should be winning these games and we are not going to lose and and tank and all that stuff because this is their job. Like if you want to perform at your job, someone's going to take your job next year. So these guys are like, we got to win. We got to win games. They don't think of it as "Hmm, better players for our team. They think of it as I better perform or I won't be on a team next year. Everyone's replaceable. Yeah. Yeah, So I I think overall um, from a fan's aspect, I, I do think that they want Lose out, see what happens, but but in the players and the in the locker room and just anywhere at Paul Brown Stadium, it's all about winning and it doesn't get easier for them because they play the first place Baltimore Ravens and they're just coming off a pretty impressive win against the Patriots this past week. So it's not gonna get easy for this club. What's the vibe like in the locker room? I know you spent a lot of time in there. You know what? I, I've been there during losing and winning seasons, and the guys know when to hide out when the media is coming because we do have media availability throughout the week. The only day is not Tuesday, and Friday is kind of limited, but Wednesday is normally the day we go down there, and we talk to the players before they start practice for the week. It's almost like their Monday. Um, The vibe is what you think it would be. I mean, there's a lot of frustration. There's a lot of position groups that you think should be better than they are. I think Joe Mixon is someone who has voiced his opinion about their run game, how it should be better. There are guys who just don't talk. They just leave the locker room. But I think they still feel like it. And unfortunately, you look at some of these games, they've been pretty awful defensively and offensively that they should have been in some of the games. They should have won some of those games. But unfortunately, they're at where they're at, and they're 0-8. And, and I wouldn't point all the fingers. I know we're going to have, like, eight more games to go, but I wouldn't point all the fingers at Zach Taylor. Um, he is working with what players he has. It's almost like a college coach who – you recruit your players and it takes a couple of years for you to really kind of fit the system. And I feel like Zach Taylor could see success, but he has to get some better players when you look at the offensive line, defensively and linebackers. So I think give Zach Taylor some time. And the good thing about the Cincinnati Bengals and Zach Taylor, and maybe that's what this job was appealing for him is you're going to get some time. Um, we look at Marvin Lewis. He had plenty of time to try and turn things around. And he did some good things. I know people like to forget that, but I think Zach Taylor Give him a little bit of a break. He's getting a lot of comparisons to some bad Bengals past coaches, and I think just give him some time. 
There's going to be some new position groups, and I think this offseason is going to be one of the biggest for him and the Cincinnati Bengals because AFC North is going to get stronger in a lot of different teams with a lot of different teams. You know what? I actually want to go back to Andy Dalton really quick. Yeah. And, and Molly, you know it because you work so closely with the Andy Dalton, Andy and Jordan Foundation, um, this team. And, and that's the thing. I, I want to say there was some good that came out of it last week because everybody started to donate like $14 yeah. to his foundation. And that's awesome. One thing that I feel like in Cincinnati, and you you know it too, I don't think Andy Dalton was appreciated enough. So when he does leave, and if this is his last season with the Bengals and he's traded somewhere else, I hope that he has success there because Andy Dalton is a good human. You can say what you want on the field if he's an average, below average quarterback. What the guy has done for this city and his wife, Jordan, amazing, amazing things. I mean, we saw it. Um, when they uh, helped the Buffalo Bills get into the playoffs and, oh, and the everybody donating. Wings. Yes, everything yeah. like that. So he's a good human, and he does a lot of great things with his foundation, and I hope people realize that when he is gone and, and if he does go to another team, I just appreciate what he did on and off the field because, look, we've watched a lot of bad Bengals teams, but when Andy Dalton got here with A.J. Green in 2011, there were some successful seasons. I mean, yes, we know playoff losses are pretty heartbreakers, but there were some AFC North titles, and he's done some just amazing things. And even with the holidays coming up, I know they're they're going to get ready to, you know, give families Christmas gifts and, and all these donations that people put into the Indian Jordan Foundation. And I just I think that 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 gets overlooked. It absolutely does. I could not agree more because um, and I, I, I think I put a tweet out about this when Marvin first, you know, when they first announced Marvin was, you know, retiring, stepping down and people were like, oh, good. Everyone was so quick to badmouth him all over Twitter and you know, Facebook. And I just remember feeling so angry because I've worked with Marvin directly for years with his foundation, the biggest heart. I mean, these guys, they're athletes. They, you know, they, their life is, is football, but people a lot of times don't see the behind the scenes. I mean, Marvin raised millions and millions of dollars for Cincinnati, for schools, for underprivileged kids. Then you have Andy where he and his wife one night just babysat a bunch of kids at Ronald McDonald house. So their parents could go out to dinner that they paid for. I mean, things that I'm even getting chills talking about. So it's like, before, you know, you throw stones, you start bad-mouthing because Lord knows we see that oh, shit 100%. all over Twitter. Yeah. Um, don't. Don't. No, <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> that's the thing. I remember a couple years ago, I was actually emceeing an event for Andy and Jordan, and it was their Christmas special that they were doing for the families. And I remember just them being there, other players coming in, and they were just having a dinner for all the families. And little did the families know that they had these Christmas lists for every family. There were about 13 families there. And behind the curtains... Um, at the towards the end of the night, they just lifted the curtain and there were 13 Christmas trees full of gifts for each family oh of my wishes and, and gifts and everything that they wanted for Christmas that year that they couldn't afford, that they've all gone through medical problems. They paid medical bills for, for families who can't afford it. Um, they do an event at Kings Island every year and they just do amazing things. So say what you want about the player, be disappointed in some, you know, how some of the outcome of the games went in, in this season, 2019, everyone can admit it's been a disappointment. But when Andy Dalton's career is no longer in Cincinnati, you have to remember some of the good that he did. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Don't forget about that. That's the thing I love about this community so much is people do take notice to that. stuff. You know, they notice that stuff. Uh, Still, for example, a couple of years ago, our city just rallied around his little girl when she uh, had cancer. And, you know, he was went on to be on Ellen and the Bengals kept him around for another year. And, um, you know, I do feel like our city is good at, you know, noticing and remembering those things. And, um you know, donate to his foundation if you find, you know, if you feel like you want to do something for the guy. I know he would appreciate that more than anything else. And uh, Marvin, too. I mean, like we yeah. both were saying, they, they've done incredible things for our community. And uh, just remember that. 
you want to send them a nasty tweet or, you know, put something really ugly out there on social media, think twice because they're they're doing their best. Yeah. Eight more games, Molly. Ooh. Eight more games. And we have not even gone to a game yet, Lindsay. I know. If anybody's listening and you have a good tailgate, invite us out to it. We'll come. We'll record a podcast. Yeah, actually, you know what? That's what we're doing. We'll throw this at the end of this podcast this week. I know no guests this week, but we do have one coming up next week. We'll get right back to it. But yes, we want to come to a tailgate before a home game this year. So invite us, bring us. We're going to come and do a podcast there with your group. I love that idea. Hey, I think high school, let's do uh, high school, college. Mm -hmm. Um, Really, let's just open it up to anybody. If you have a cool tailgate, we'd love to come to it. And uh, yeah, do a podcast live on the sidelines at your your game. We We love it. All right, Lens, anything else? No, that's about it. Eight more to go. All right. Well, that concludes it. That concludes it, Molly. That's it for this week's uh, On the Sidelines with Molly and Lindsay. You can rate and review us on iTunes or Spotify. Uh, thank you for listening. As an Alliant Energy representative, I really enjoy helping businesses save. Today, I visited a business that asked for a free energy audit. After walking through their facility, I let the customers know how much money and energy they could be saving. Plus, I gave them an action plan detailing how to improve their energy efficiency. I showed them how they could save even more with rebates from Alliant Energy on equipment upgrades. If you are interested in saving energy and money, schedule a free energy audit at AlliantEnergy.com energyaudit energy audit.